Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show today. My name is John Drummond, or Yang Haowen. Hello, 大家好，欢迎各位再度来到 Angie 英文。我是 Angela. We have a great episode for you today with my good friend Anthony, who's known around the Taiwanese and professional community as Anthony Van Dyke or AVD. 没错，今天来到节目上跟大家做分享的来宾是一位已经住在台湾相当多年，而且也常常会在脸书社团上面举办参会，促进各界人士交流的 AVD Anthony. My guest today is Canadian. However, he has been living in Taiwan for quite some time now. He is an entrepreneur, the founding director at the Canadian Chamber of Commerce, a community builder, a lifelong learner, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome my good friend Anthony. Hey, John! Thanks so much for having me, my man. It is so great to finally get you on the NG Ingwen show. We've been talking about this for a while, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was just reminiscing a little bit about how we met. I think. We had seen each other's names in our different friend circles, right? But you know, we got to meet through Facebook, and we we're like, "Hey, I've just seen you through different channels." And then we had a, a mutual friend, and we had some pizza together, and、uh, we've been buds ever since. I think like-minded, you know, birds of a feather,、uh, common friends, and then you meet someone, and you just think, "Okay, yeah, this is going to click. This is going to work." Yeah. yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. And I've just been. You know, really enjoying getting to know you more, hearing more of your life here in Taiwan, and really just what you're about, what you stand for as a man. And I'm so grateful to get to share a little bit about your story. But before we get into all of that, I was thinking, do you mind giving a little self introduction? Who is the man, the myth, the legend, AVD? Oh man, I think individually I'm not anything particularly special. I think I've been blessed to have lived the mo- majority of my life now in Taiwan. I have. Through design, through effort, have have surrounded myself with a great community. I like to think I've played a small part in in helping to build that community. But、uh, yeah, I'm I feel incredibly blessed to be in Taiwan. Taiwan has given me so much, and I've never ever gotten bored here. I I feel、uh, renewed and energized by the vibe on this island. This is an island, a country that has just gotten better and better since I've been here. And I can't say that for all the places that I know. Some places have plateaued. Some places have declined. Taiwan isn't one of those places. It's gotten better and better.、Mm, I just love that. Yeah, I was hoping we could begin with your work and your career and your、sure. your community building, your bridge building. Just so many cool. I mean, you got the Canadian Chamber of Commerce. You're doing your、right. your Facebook dinner group meetups. Yeah, you're cultivating so many cool things here. And so, could you take us through a little bit? You know, what are you building here in Taiwan? As soon as I realized Taiwan was not just a place I was visiting, but was actually going to be my home, I started treating it a little bit more differently,、uh, less as a guest and more as a, a long-term tenant, if not an actual citizen. Maybe that'll come someday. But I wanted to start、uh, giving back, and I think my first foray into building community, which has been a recurring theme in what I do, both socially and professionally. Was the early days of the internet with a fledgling website. During those days, it was called Oriented.、Uh, it eventually changed its name to Forumosa, and I eventually became the co-owner, co-administrator of that website, and ran it until 2011. That was an incredibly rewarding experience. Before Facebook, 
I don't feel uh, it would be out of line to say that Foramosa, and it's a play on words. It's Forum, F-O-R-U-M, and then Osa. Ooh, uh, I yes. love that. I'm so, hearing it now. I so love clever, that. right? Punny. <laughs> uh, in the early days before Facebook, that was the social network. And, you know, people had user, they had their own handles and stuff, but they, they were so well known in the expat community that you could go to another city and say, you are, you know, Tiger Man from Foramosa. And people go, Oh yeah, I read your stuff. You have great legal opinions. And it was a really fascinating uh, thing to be a part of because nothing like that had existed growing up. There was no internet. There were no forums. From that, that sort of sparked more interest in community. I became, I joined a group called the Canadian Society. At one point, we decided we were now big enough, and with the blessing of the Canadian Trade Office, which is Taiwan's de facto embassy here, or Canada's de facto embassy to Taiwan, uh, we became the Canadian Chamber of Commerce. And I've been involved with that right from its inception, and uh, it's still uh, a regular major part of my life, I guess. The work with the website brought me into contact with a lot of local expat business people, people running restaurants, people, you know, doing language schools, people having their own projects, and I'd help promote them. The work with restaurants also sort of appealed to me because I love to eat. Taiwan's got some fantastic food options, especially now, and it wasn't like that when I first got here. But now there's so many great dining options. So I run a couple of uh, dining groups. One of them is called Second Saturday Social, and uh, as the name would uh, suggest, we meet on the second Saturday of every month, always at a different restaurant, and I prepare a menu for the group. People socialize, they make new friends. It's an amazing time. I love it, man. And I love the story about that form, forum, Mosa, forum, Mosa. Yeah. So cool, man. And love all the work you've been doing with the, the Chamber of Commerce, the Canadian Commerce, Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. excuse me. And yeah, these, these social gatherings that you, you know, you're really taking in this, uh, this word of gather to, to bring people together from all different, maybe industries, all different walks of life. And just share a meal together and get to know each other. And it's beautiful. And it makes me think a little bit about, you know, you've been here for a long time. Yep. This is your home. It is. You know, you have family here. Your One of your daughters is still here. And it makes me think of what do you want to be cultivating right now for the next chapter of your own life? That's interesting because um, the website that meant so much to me, say, 15 years ago, it hasn't really grown uh, in the sense of being innovative. There, there's nothing new being offered there. I haven't been a part of it for 10 years, over 10 years now. But there is still a necessary uh, gap that needs filling. And I have some ideas about how to do that, involving also Web3, uh, involving some ideas of credibility via the blockchain. There are some fascinating new ideas. Uh, I think you linked to one yesterday uh something about soulbound tokens i don't know if you oh yeah that. yeah <laughs> yes that's a super right. interesting concept oh, you're up for to me. date i love it <laughs> yeah uh and uh so i have some ideas for that uh and you know these are entrepreneurial ideas i like them because they build community i like them because they're good for taiwan they showcase the good things that taiwan has to offer i also like them because i think there's money to be made there so it's a win-win-win kind of thing here 
win 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 web three that's what that's my plan w3 uh-huh i, I keep that for what project i'm working on win 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 w is web three <laughs> that's the trifecta right so because uh, you want to be useful and you want it to to make money um so and there has to be a need right so i have some ideas for that i, I won't go too much into it because some of them are some of these ideas are still being uh being created and in the meantime, you know, I, uh, I still have my, my day to day. And in the last 10 years, I guess now I've been working, uh, on some major infrastructure projects, starting with, uh, working for a Japanese multinational, Marabeni, on the airport MRT project. Yes. Which- this man was project manager. Of the airport MRT. So well, cool. one, one, one of, of many. One he's of a, many. He's a humble man, but he made, he was a part of the team that made the airport MRT. I just love it. It, it. it is fun. And I do look back on that project with some pride because I know every inch of track from here, from Taipei Main Station to Zhongli, I've walked every inch of track multiple times. Every room of every station I've been in multiple times. When before the MRT was ever running, we had these like yellow motorized trolley carts that would shoot up and down, like old days of of railroads. It was great, you know. Oh, I and love that. You have to travel, you know, twenty kilometers on the rail. Well, that's the way you did it. You had you'd have to go on one of these sort of yellow motorized trolleys, and that was uh, that was so much fun. So yeah, I'm very I'm very proud to have been a, a small part of that. From Marabeni, then, uh, rail became less important, but now renewable energy has really hit in Taiwan. I had some experience doing offshore. The offshore led to onshore. Unfortunately, my last role, I was hired as APAC sales, and I was sort of expected to be on an airplane every other week, which hasn't been happening for obvious reasons. And at the end of last year, the like, company says, oh, sorry, man, it's, uh, you're, we need somebody to travel and you can't travel. So that was kind of sad, but now uh, I'm involved in uh, crypto and an Ethereum NFT project, which is interesting. And now that COVID has sort of hit Taiwan smack on, head on, and everybody's realizing, okay, it's not that bad. I really believe the COVID situation has peaked, and I believe that every week and every month, it's just going to get better. I believe starting today, the restrictions on incoming visitors have been relaxed, and that's just going to keep getting better. And Partly because of Taiwan having handled the COVID situation so well, especially for 2020 and the early parts of, you know, 2021 before the vaccine, no country in the world did a better job than Taiwan. So Taiwan's got a fair bit of, uh, reputation and credibility right now. And then the fact that China is going backwards, Taiwan is really well positioned to take off, I think, in the next few years. And, uh, I want to be a part of that too. So, I'm looking now at different opportunities, seeing what's out there, uh, seeing where the most potential is, what kind of growth we can get, uh, what kind of contribution I can make. Yep. This man's mindset for problem solving, being a part of, you know, business growth, business development is, is just, it radiates. So you'd be lucky to have this man on your team. Nah, all you I can know. say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. You're, you're very kind. Yeah. And not to mention, He's a badass with his Chinese. 访谈一开始这边住在台湾超多年，永远不嫌无聊，永远有事做，而且很有缘跟我们主持人这样两个志趣相投的这位来自加拿大的来宾分享到说呢，他在他去过的很多地方里，有一些国家发展停滞，有的则是走下坡，但我们台湾这座美丽宝岛呢，则是不断在进步，一年比一年好。
。好，那在知道自己会在长久在台湾居留，把台湾当家之后呢，也建立了不少社群平台，帮助在台湾的外国人更容易适应新生活。让都在异乡的彼此呢，能有个照应，互相交流。像在将近二十年前，在这个呃脸书盛行之前呢，他就跟伙伴建立了一个叫做福尔摩沙福福尔摩沙 Forum Mosa 的这个论坛，提供了各界来台旅居的外国人呢不少生活资讯，甚至还因此有了许多跟公司啦、学校、餐厅等等的合作机会。那也因为这样子呢，让他办的餐会常常都可以去新的餐厅吃吃看。后来甚至连加拿大驻台北贸易办事处也注意到平台上有来宾和一群加拿大人的存在，最后呢还允许他们成立了这个加拿大在台商会 （Chamber of Commerce）。另外，来宾也谈到对于未来的一些计划。好，除了帮在台湾的外国人建立人脉、办社交活动、参会等等，促进彼此交流以外呢，他也打算把最近很红的这个区块链，跟十五年前创办但现在已经年久失修、没什么进步改变的这个刚刚说的这个网站做结合。好，一来可以促进社群之间的交流，二来能够更有力的发展凸显台湾的优势。而且说实在的啊，对于财务金融方面，多少也是有一些帮助，也是可以赚一些口口。好，如果真的可以促成这个局面、这个计划的话呢，那就会像他们提到的，就是会变成一个不止双赢，而是三赢 （W three） 这个 win 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 的一个局面。好，这边他们也是玩了一个双关啦，不知道你们有没有听出来？就是。呃，那个区块链网络三点零是 W three 嘛，对不对？那然后这边就也是三赢 W three win 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 这样子。好，那这边还有一个我觉得有点让我惊叹的是，没想到来宾他在虚拟货币的领域也很活跃，而且还曾经参与我们机场捷运的建设和再生能源在亚太地区的销售。这个人生就是很多元发展呢、欸。只是很可惜，后来因为疫情的关系，没办法到海外出差，而失去继续在公司服务的机会。但也正是因为这样子，才让其他公司现在有机会可以来认识来宾。所以，如果有人资在找人才的话，说不定 Anthony 这个潘龙泉就是你的最佳人选哦。这边几个英文说法，大家来学一下 ：Birds of a feather。好，就是同种的同种类的鸟，通常都有一样的羽毛嘛，对不对？那前面开头我们不是有讲到“物以类聚，志趣相投”吗？就是来宾用的这句。那其实这整句完整的说应该会是 “Birds of a feather flock together”。好，但是大家常常就会自动省略后面那一段。那、啊、我们学的话，当然就是两种都学起来，以备不时之需嘛，哈，对不对？再来还有这个所谓的停滞期，我们可以用。Plateau 表示，它这个字呢，原本指的是高原。那因为你知道，高原就是顶端就平原，没有继续高上去嘛，所以就被延伸用来表达停滞期。或者，其实，在不同情况下，也可以理解成是平稳期的意思。好，那接着就继续听下半段喽。So I was hoping we could segue a little bit into kind of the story of Taiwan for you and your incredible Mandarin journey. Oh, and you know what? That's so amazing, and I, I feel a little bit blessed because some of it just happened by accident. I was a political science major in university, and wanted to have, I'd already done some backpacking around the world, but now I wanted to take a gap year where I would live and learn something. Taiwan was in the news.、Uh, they had just lifted martial law. Jiang Jingguo had just died, 
and there was a new president, Li Donghui, who, who had just been appointed. There was no elections in those days. He was appointed uh, to be the new president, but people were excited because he was born in Taiwan. This was the first president of the Republic of China that was born in Taiwan, and change was in the air. So in those days, this was 1989, the foreigners of the world or the, the, you know, the white travelers, whatever, they were going to Japan to teach English. And I've always had a, a bit of a rebellious streak. I wanted to go somewhere where people weren't going. I love that. Taiwan. My kin. <laughs> yeah, piqued my interest. And I thought, okay, let's try Taiwan. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't. Through, you know, uh, a turn of events, I ended up living in a small town in Jiayi, central Taiwan. And there's almost no foreign community there. I think we were in the single digits when I first got there. Uh, there were that few foreigners. So it made learning Chinese sort of a necessity, especially, you know, I was 21 when I came. You want to date. You want to meet people. So you start off with, uh, wo yao ching ni kan ning. You know, like, it's like <laughs> I look back and think how horrible my Chinese was. And I'm sure I butchered it to the point of people's ears bleeding. But with every word uttered, when you're learning a language, every word that you utter in that language, you're learning from it. Hopefully, you're getting a little bit better. And then nights out with friends, you go to KTVs, you go to dinners, and all of a sudden, you start hearing things and the words start coming in naturally. And what really helps, the minute you can get any kind of a job or a, a position of responsibility where you're required to use some Chinese, you quickly take your existing repertoire, it becomes perfected and refined. And then you immediately add new words onto it. You get a new role or a new industry and boom, your, your vocabulary sort of expands again. And Chinese has its own challenges, especially with reading and writing. Oh my God, it's difficult. But the actual logic of Chinese and the grammar of Chinese, it's not bad at all. So, you know, uh, you think, um, I remember I, I was struggling to figure out how to say crimping optical fiber. This was a, a term that I needed for the airport MRT. The airport MRT. And I thought, oh, my God, you know, crimp, uh, optical fiber, uh, it's going to be hard. In Chinese is jie guang xian. And xian, wire, guang, light, and the jie is just like connect. connect. So crimping, they, they don't use a lot of specialized vocabulary. They'll take a general word, and through context, people will know exactly what it means. Mm. And you think, ah, you only need to be told these things sort of once, maybe twice, and then that becomes part of your repertoire, and all of a sudden people think, ah, you're the guy that can speak Chinese. And it's embarrassing because you know in your heart you're not that guy because we all know what it's like to walk into a 7-Eleven and you say xie xie and you get fawned over. It's like, oh, your Chinese is so good. Whereas, you know, some poor ABC guy can go into the same store, speak you know, 20 minutes of Chinese, make one small mistake, and people will look at him and go, oh, you know, what kind of Taiwanese are you anyhow? It's so unfair. But it does inspire me to keep perfecting, or not perfect, but improving anyhow. I'll never speak perfect Chinese. That's uh, that's impossible. But because I like Chinese, I like the language, I like communicating, my experience in Taiwan has been almost entirely positive. So, I, I like keep doing what I'm doing. So I keep getting better, even though I am now definitely an old dog. But my Chinese still, it still gets better. Maybe not quite at the learning curve I had in the beginning, though. You are a handsome old dog, good yeah. sir. <laughs> and I love it because you mentioned off air, you know, on that airport MRT project, you became the go-to guy. That was a funny thing, and it happened almost accidentally. My telephone number, I won't say the first four digits, but it ends in 五六零九九五, 
which in Chinese sounds a little bit like 我要你救救我, which means I want you to save me. Well, my role <laughs> happened to be as a, I was like a, a subcontract manager. So I was acting as a sort of a go-between to basically three different companies and they all had problems. And some contractor pointed out that, oh, 我要你救救我, I want you to save me. That's Damao. My Chinese nickname is Damao, which is like, literally it means like curly or, or big hair or something like that. It, it's a, a cute nickname along the lines of scruffy or champ or something like that. So everybody knew me by this nickname and they knew my number was, I want you to save me. So that even people who weren't, maybe they'd have a problem that wasn't directly related to my department, they would still call my number. The Japanese, I worked for a Japanese company, all of a sudden they noticed that a lot of my, the, their problems and requests were being channeled through me. So just through this sort of circumstance, I became elevated, I guess, by having the happy coincidence of having a, an auspicious phone number. I just love that, man. That just brings, <laughs> it brings a smile to my face. I know that probably added a lot of stress, but you handle stress incredibly well. You are, so active in the yoga community here in Taiwan. You really are, you're just a mindful, beautiful human. And oh, I'm thanks, so buddy. grateful for that. And I know we could talk for days. Really. Yeah. I, I wish this and segment happened. <laughs> <laughs> we do, but I, for a show's sake, unfortunately, we are, uh, we're getting here to the end. Thanks so much for having me, man. It's been a pleasure. I just wish you nothing but continued success in, in all of the things you do. And please look this man up in, in whatever form you can because you need him in your life. And if you want to practice your English or you want to practice any other language, these second Saturday socials are a great place. You can find, I believe, that group on Facebook. Is that correct? That's correct. And I'm easy to find on social media. I'm always AVD Taipei and pretty approachable. So, uh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, a question I, I love to end the show with here on mm. NG Yingwen is if you could go back and talk to a younger AVD. We should segue here real quick, though. Mm. AVD being your full name. Right. Anthony Van, Van Dyke. Dyke. Yeah. And everyone kind of calls you AVD around the community just because it's a it's you just got a lot of nicknames. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but question to a younger AVD. Would there mm. be any advice you give yourself about life, language, mm. mindfulness, anything? sometimes wish I'd done a master's degree. I feel I have some interests that would be even better focused where I, I haven't done that. It's something I still haven't ruled out. But at some point you start looking at, well, are you still being valued for your contributions here? How necessary is it? At what point does it become a vanity project? I can tell you this, the minute I ever officially retire, I think I'm going back to university. I would love to become a full-time student again the more you learn, the more you realize that there's still a lot more to learn. Mm. So I wouldn't say that this has been a disappointment or or something, a regret that I've had. But I know time is, uh, I'm, I have two kids, so, you know, I'm a, a full-time single dad. Time is a precious commodity. I don't have a lot for the uh, luxury of just studying. I wish I did. If I were a self-made billionaire, that would be part of my lifestyle for <laughs> sure. Until then, that might have to wait until retirement. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Forever curious, forever learning, forever humble, forever the man, AVD. Yeah. Thanks awesome. so much, John. You're welcome, my man. Where can they find Second Saturday Social online? Where can they reach out to you maybe on Facebook or if LinkedIn? They, uh, right. They can find Second Saturday Social on uh, on Facebook. Uh, and beyond that, just AVD Taipei on all social media, whether it's Twitter or 
Instagram or Facebook. I'm, yeah. So I'm easy to find on LinkedIn. Uh, it's Anthony Van Dyke is part of the URL, but the actual title, the, the name I have is Anthony Van Dyke and then Pan Longquan. So Pan is my Chinese surname. Long is dragon, which I think every foreigner, every other foreigner has this, uh, character in their, in their name. And then Chen. Chen is like Chen, straight to Chen. The top, you've got a little, uh, I guess white, the character for white. And then below that is water. And it means spring or fountain. Mm. And I love that character. It's got, has ideas of rebirth and renewal and rejuvenation. I, I think it's a beautiful character visually and metaphorically. So I'm proud to have that name, uh, that character in my name at least. Yeah. That's beautiful. Sounds like we need another segment on how you got that name, but we'll save that for the next another time. time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Part two. All right, my brother. Well, thank you for joining us on NG Ingwen and we'll talk to you next time. Great. Bye bye. 下半段这边一开始，我们来宾就分享到，当初他在1987年在蒋经国解除戒严后两年的这个1989年的时候呢，就来到我们台湾了。我都还没出生呢，天哪！那时候其实很多西方人都是会跑去日本教英文，但他就是想要体验跟其他人不一样的，想说台湾也不错啊，何不 Why not？ 对不对？所以就就来到台湾了，而且还不是说哎到城市到台北哦，而是跑到嘉义去。想看到年代在台外国人已经很少了，结果他跑到嘉义，外国人数量可以说是屈指可数，但却也是因为这样子呢，才让他的中文能力整个迅速进步。不管是跟朋友出去吃饭，还是去唱歌，甚至找女生约会等等，就是每天都要讲中文嘛。有没有来宾？他真的就是一个活生生的沉浸式语言学习法的这个例子，把自己丢到那个语言环境里面，每天刺激听说训练。当然，我们本身对那个在学的外语也是要有某种程度的兴趣啦。好，所以大家尽量还是帮自己从中找一些乐趣，以免中途放弃。每天持续练习，相信不久的将来也可以像来宾一样，变成大家的 go to guy。好，有问题不懂的都会自动来找你。好，来宾是大家盖机姐的 go to guy， 那我们可能。可以就是当大家的英文 go to guy go to girl 之类的也不错。节目最后这边来宾提到说，如果可以的话呢，他退休后会想要回到学校进修念研究所，活到老学到老嘛，对不对？因为世界上真的有太多东西、太多事情等着我们去学习。像来宾说的 ，the more you learn， the more you realize there is a lot more to learn。好，就是我们学的越多，就会发现哇，其实原来还有更多要学的。几个说法，在节目结束之前来练习一下。Go to， 好，这两个简单的字凑在一起，其实是非常到底实用的说法。通常是以一个形容词的姿态出现在我们的生活中，形容某个呃，每次只要有犹豫、有问题的时候，就会直接联想到的，可能是必去的地方、必点的菜、必看的电影，或是必找的人等等。比如说，像刚才节目中来宾说，他之前做机姐的时候呢，常常都是人家的 go to guy， 好，就是说常常人家有什么问题，都是马上都会来找他。其他例子可能像是某人可能很爱看 YouTube 影片，好了，但有时候还是会看到不知道要看什么嘛，对不对？那这时候呢，就会去他的这个 go to channel， 去他最爱的，可能像是某阿莫的频道找影片来看，这样。好，或者是可能你很爱某间餐厅，只要有朋友来，每次都会带他们去那一间。那那间餐厅呢，就会是你的 go to restaurant。
。总之 ，go to 它就是一个很万用、很实用到底的说法。不管是你的 go to song， 好，每去 KTV 每唱必点的这个歌，还是 go to movie、go to snack、go to podcast， 都可以用。主要就是记得它跟去哪里没有关系就对了。好，那希望大家一样都有从今天的内容学到一些东西。有兴趣的话呢，可以到脸书上面找他们的这个隔周六晚餐聚会 （Second Saturday Social）， 看可不可以也加入餐会，认识新朋友哦。Bye, everyone. Peace. All right. Well, that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search "ng ingwen" or you can search on IG "ng English I C R T." And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from 6:30 to 7, and Wednesday night from 9 to 9:30. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye. 好啦，今天的节目就到这边告一段落啦。感谢各位的收听，别忘了订阅我们的 Spotify 还有 YouTube 频道哦。那喜欢我们节目的话，也要记得到 Instagram 到 IG 上追踪我们哦。如果各位有什么其他问题是想要问来宾的，也请欢迎在底下留言告诉我们，我们一定会想办法帮你问到手。好啦，那就下周在空中相会喽，拜拜。